Hi there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know direct from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 18 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you'll find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take about the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. Do you love flowers? I know I do. When planning a wedding, do you even know where to start when thinking of flowers? I'm sure most of you have thought about your favorite flowers, but do you really know where to start? How to put together a budget? How to find the right florist? One that you can trust to put together your inspiration and your ideas into real life? Well, if so, this is the episode for you. We are very excited to be chatting today with Danielle Clark, owner of Floral Fixation. We are talking all things floral today. Danielle will fill us in on the floral trends, along with filling us in on budgeting myths when dealing with flowers and florists for your wedding. This is an educational conversation, a fun conversation, and also a really practical conversation all at the same time. So I hope you guys enjoy Sit back and relax and listen to my conversation with Danielle on all things floral. Well, welcome, Danielle. I'm very excited to have you. I have been doing this podcast now for a few months, and I've always wanted to have a phenomenal florist on. So when you told me that you would come on the show, I was super excited. Yeah, I was excited, too. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I would love for you to tell our couples and our listeners a little bit about yourself. Can you tell them who you are, who you serve, and what you do in your business? Of course. So I'm Danielle Clark. I'm the owner of Floral Fixation. Obviously, I'm a lover of all things floral. We are a wedding and event florist that also offers design classes, which a lot of people don't know that we do. So I don't know. I didn't, did not know that. Yeah, it's exciting. We're just kind of getting into it. Um, we do some classes for some private clubs, and then I've done bachelorette parties, which are really fun, um, and a few other things, lots of holiday stuff. So uh, we serve all of New England, uh, but pretty much we focus in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and we are kind of just dabbling into Connecticut. Um, And we're actually going to have some destination weddings coming up in Colorado. So yeah, I'm excited for that. How does that happen? How do you do, oh, you must get the flowers out to source out there. Yeah, which is, it is kind of a thing I need to educate myself on, um, contacting a florist, seeing if they have space for me to rent out, and then kind of making a connection with one of the growers or markets in Colorado. But yeah, I'm excited to to do that. Um, so my day to day, I consult with brides. I update proposals, especially this year with COVID. That was mm-hmm. kind of what I did until two in the morning every day. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of anyone in the wedding industry can, you know, understand that. Um, so I handle all aspects of my business. Initially, meeting with clients, planning and ordering all the product picking up the product, cutting all the flowers, putting them in water, 
uh, designing everything and packing everything. Of course, I have help. Um, my boyfriend, Dan, Dan and Danielle. We, That's uh, cute. Yeah, it is cute. <laughs> Um, it's funny, everyone kind of double takes when we say our names, like they didn't hear us correctly, but he helps me out as well. He kind of handles all things logistic. He's, has a good background in warehouse and all of that. So he kind of packs the truck, handles the routes, all of that fun stuff. So that's really kind of interesting and important for our listeners to know. I mean, yes, you're the owner, but your, your hands are on everything. Yeah. I, I touch everything. Yeah. Um, I care about everything I do, and I want to make sure everything's executed properly. I also have a team of freelance designers that I hire on. We have 29 weddings this year, which is just crazy to think of. Um, It's exciting, but I have a lot of freelancers that are going to come on, help me execute these events, and I couldn't do it without them either. Um, But back to Dan, he also, we have a cutting garden at our house and he has a green thumb he's like the master of growing anything what a perfect match yeah it's really (laughs) awesome because honestly he's probably gonna listen to this and like (laughs) I I have nothing to do with that like he grew all of my dahlias last year he watered everything he made sure they got the proper nutrients so he's wonderful with that but we will include those flowers into whatever weddings that we can um so yeah that's kind of what I do and well you know it's interesting if obviously it's a podcast there's no video but I wish people could see what you're wearing right now because you're literally wearing flowers on your dress it's super cute so (laughs) speaking of that whenever I have a sample meeting with a client I always try and like coordinate with their color palette I don't know why it's just something fun I think it makes us because we've done a lot of video conferences this year. So when I get to meet these clients at the menu for their tasting and do a sample, I'm like, you know what, let's wear blush or let's wear this powdered blue that the client has in their wedding. And they always comment on it. And I don't know, it's just cute. Um, cute. Actually, we did a style shoot together and it was like kind of dark greens. Mm -hmm. And I I tried to coordinate for that I one. like it. You know what, though? Props to you because I roll in wearing black. I know. <laughs> like, well, all the time. <laughs> well, usually I'm, like, an all black. My closet's, like, 90% black. And I think most people in this industry, it's it's a professional look. Mm-hmm. And you go in, you don't have to think about it. Um, so on site, usually I'm in all black. But I no, don't know. I think it's great. Color brings out the, the happiness. So Absolutely. I would love to know, though, how long have you been doing this? And then, and also too, I would love to know how you came up with the name Floral Fixation because yeah. I just really love that name. <laughs> um, well, I started out in the industry as a baby. So um, my first job, when I legally was able to work, I was 15 years old. So about 13 years now so I've been were, doing this. You were a baby. I was a baby. Um, I actually started as a, in a grocery store, which is kind of embarrassing now because not embarrassing, but you start somewhere. I'll tell you where I started, Target Portrait Studio. (laughs) I mean, and that was after I had my degree in photography and after I went and worked for InStyle Magazine in New York. I moved back to start my own business, and I had to start somewhere. Yeah. You (laughs) know what? It's true. It's a good stepping ground. Um, I just kind of fell in love with flowers there. I started as, you know, a bagger and a cashier, and I was like, I am not enjoying this. I know Mm -hmm. it's my first job. I know I'm not doing this forever. But where can I go? So I was like, can you please send me to, you know, the bakery or can you send me to the floral department? And after a 
a few months of trying there finally like look the florist needs help a holiday's coming up and I just kind of learned the basic flowers basic care started you know learning how to design and the rest is history the rest is history um I worked my way through up you know up in the industry um yeah I'll get into that in a second but I want to get into how I came up with my name yes that took me forever I knew I had this vision of two big cursive F's and I wanted this like I couldn't imagine the studio I wanted with big glass doors with these two pretty F's on the window or on the door and I started brainstorming and I'm like okay I know I want a flower in there do I want a flower name do I want floral do I want fleur do I want this and then I started going on thesaurus.com and I was like adjectives that start with f so i just started brainstorming it took me a while i came up with like five names and i narrowed it down to floral fixation because i am fixated on flowers i love it yeah and it it had mixed mixed um reactions from people because the word fixation can go a few ways in people's minds so i don't know i just Oh, interesting, because for me, I just I just love it. I just think it's awesome. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Well, that's what I want. I want, you know, the clients that I attract, I want them to be flower lovers. And, you know, we're going to make your weddings and events flower-focused and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And be fixated on the flowers. Exactly. <laughs> so, Danielle, how did you get started in the industry? I know you said you were 15 years old, mm-hmm. but... So, and I know you started in the grocery store, but how did you end up in the wedding industry? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I just had this drive and I just wanted more and more and more and more. And so my senior year of high school, I had, um, I'm not sure of, you know, what they require in high school now. It's been some time since I graduated, but we were- you graduated re- last year, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's been some time. So- we were required to do this pretty much year-long senior project where we had to write like an eight-page paper, we had to pick a topic, we had to apply ourselves, whether it was volunteering or teaching a class or doing something and do this presentation. So I chose to do my senior project on the traditions of flowers and kind of the therapeutic benefits of flowers. And I'll be honest, like I bombed that project I just wasn't the best writer and I had this vision of what I wanted my project to be but it took me a long time to execute it but so for a portion of that project I volunteered my time at a local mom and pop shop in North Kingstown a really well-known florist Um, it was actually right down the street from my high school and they kind of we'll just say I started sweeping the floors washing the buckets helping the customers checking out the customers Um, And then at the end of my volunteer time, they were like, hey, you're pretty good. Do you want a job here? And I was so excited because here's a step up the ladder. Mm -hmm. I'm moving on from the grocery store. Here I am at this sweet little mom and pop shop. And I'm just working my way up. So I stayed there for several years. And um, then I decided, you know, I want a little bit more. So I went to school in Boston in Back Bay, and it wasn't my favorite 
experience. Um, it was more a traditional school. You learned more of the basics, which you need to know in floral design. Um, but it wasn't very high-end focused, and that's really where I wanted to go. I was used to working more traditional designs, and I wanted to learn more wedding and events. I was captured by all these beautiful magazines. So after my school, um, my schooling time there, I went back to my part-time job in North Kingstown, and I started looking for other, other jobs. One, I was part-time, so I wanted a full-time job. I'm out of college now. You know, I need to grow up. I need to mm -hmm. get a full-time job. Right. So, and I, you were there for years. So I was there for years, and I kept a great relationship with the owners and actually everyone that mm -hmm. I have met in the floral industry. We still have great relationships. But so I moved on from there. I started designing at this um, high-end kind of studio florist on the east side of Providence, and I was there for many years, and I worked my way up there from – kind of just being like the lead designer, doing the everyday arrangements, processing all the flowers, to really managing the business and purchasing all of the goods, doing all of the vignettes in the store, um, meeting with clients. I started meeting with brides and grooms and planning weddings and coming up with ideas to get in more business. Uh, so I was there for just under five years and I wanted a little bit more. Like, I always wanted more. Mm -hmm. um, it was a retail location, and I just was like, you know, I'm kind of over retail. I just want to focus on weddings and, and designs Because it's a lot of stress with retail and the holidays, and it's just this big up and down of waves. We have wedding season, but... You know, it's commencement week. We would, it was crazy. Mother's for, Day, Valentine's yeah, yep. Valentine's Day, yep. working 80 hours and like everything's coming out beautiful. But at night you're up until four in the morning and then wake up at seven to go back to work. So I was just over that after doing it for so many years. So I started working for a very well-known wedding and event florist. And I took so much inspiration from them. And they were wonderful. I learned so much. I was like, you know, why am I not doing this on my own? And then you went on your own. And I went on my own. And, you know, the owner was so supportive, and she really was so wonderful. She told me she believed in me and told me she knew I could get my business to this amount. And we have a great relationship now. She sends me a lot of clients that she can't take on, whether she's booked or whatnot. So... Yeah, here I am. But here's the thing. You officially launched your business last year, which mm -hmm. was right before COVID. <laughs> so how did you stay busy? Oh, my like, goodness. I mean, you, you, you went through this whole uh, process of where you, you know, were and, and, you know, where you are now. But you also just started your business in the pandemic last year. I know. I'm a, I'm a nut. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you stay busy? Uh, so I actually started my business back in August of 2019, but I wasn't really pushing it. I wasn't like, book me for your weddings. I didn't have a website. I wasn't active on social media. Um, I actually had a full-time job at that point, and I was laid off in April of 2020. And that's when I really went for it. I was like, okay, we're gonna make this business work. We're gonna keep ourselves busy. We're gonna try and get clients in. So. 
you know, this was just before Mother's Day, and I was like, what can I do for Mother's Day? So I knew people were in the house. I'm sure everyone was bored. We're all on lockdown. I couldn't find a puzzle on Amazon, a coloring book, nothing. So I decided to do these do-it-yourself arrangement kits for those that are in home, you know, during quarantine. And they were such a hit. I had over 40 deliveries. Wow. And that's really where it started, where I was like, okay, I really need to pursue this. I need to get my logo. I need to get my website going. I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this for 13 years. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so another thing, you know, that I did to kind of get images because I have so many images of But they're weddings. not yours. They're I know not you mean. mine. They're not yours. I mean, you've been doing it for all this time, but they're not yeah. yours. And exactly. I can't, you know, I have some cell phone snaps mm-hmm. of like, and that's fine, but that's not what I want to show. I want to show what I can do. So I decided to do some style shoots. And I mentioned earlier, we did one together mm-hmm. at Queen Anne's Loft, and that was so much fun. Um, so I did a total of four styled shoots last year, and I got some fun images from that. I kind of created my website with those. And then the weddings just started rolling in. Which what I'll do is I will um, put on the show notes on my blog the, sty- uh, the link to the style yeah. shoot that we did. So that way for our <laughs> listeners, they can see your work. Yeah, yeah, fun. Thank you. Yeah, it was a fun one. Um, yeah, so I started, the wedding started rolling in. Um, I think also weddings were rolling in because everyone was double booked because of well, weddings started canceling at this point, but everyone was postponing. So a lot of my clients, their florists weren't available anymore for their new dates. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was kind of a blessing for me to get these new clients. Um, yeah. It was a, I mean, it sounds like a perfect storm for you because it gave you time to focus in on your business. But then, like you said, the wedding industry is it's very weird times for us right now. Mm-hmm. Um, all of us who have been established, we are backlogged, backed up. And so we're looking for to pass on. You know, I know with me, Dan and I are book solid. So mm-hmm. I'm constantly looking. I want to make sure that couples who inquire with us, with us get a, a great of photographer. Course, yeah. So I want to pass them on to someone that I know would do an awesome job for them. So now that we heard a little bit about you and learned about where you've been and how you got there, let's dive right into floral trends. Yeah. <laughs> Can you give us some tips of what's out there and what's trending right now? Sure. I mean, I have a whole page here of like let's do it trends um so for me trends they're kind of broken up into a couple different categories there's your safe trends that are timeless that are never going away and those for me are your white and green palettes your blush white and green accents of gold mercury or just glass and then you have your kind of funky trends that I think everyone's seeing the pompous grass right now and the kind of fun, moody palettes, those really dark, different, interesting textures. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of broken up into like geometric this, shapes, too. Yeah, seeing all, like the, the, the arbors yeah. that are, you know, the hexagons and mm-hmm. the triangles and the circles are so popular. Um, and then what I call, I call it a topless arbor, but it's really a deconstructed arbor where it's kind of just two sections without a top. Those are so trendy right now. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I actually started seeing them trend last year. Yeah. So you're seeing them still trend now I'm this seeing, year. Yeah, so I, okay. I feel like trends kind of stay in motion for a, a few years yep. because people are planning. They're on Pinterest, of yep. course. And they're like, oh, I want that. And then it kind of something else comes in mm-hmm. and one thing kind of goes away or one thing becomes more popular. Um, so, yeah, right now, actually, I'm seeing a lot of acrylic a lot of acrylic signs, a lot of acrylic um, pedestals with beautiful glass vase arrangements on them, just nice and clear and modern. Interesting, um, yeah. So those are for more. It, it also, the venue comes into play with trends too. Are you at Belmere where it's all white and clean, and or are you at a barn and you want to? you know, pull in that kind of fun moody tones that match with the wood there. Um, Of course, right now with COVID, and luckily this is going away soon, um, but the intimate weddings, those are really trendy. And my clients for those lush intimate weddings are really going all out with the flowers because their budget opened up. So they're doing hanging installations over the head table for just them and their families because why not i mean we don't have to serve 200 people now so let's go all out with the flowers it's funny you say that because i mean obviously the restrictions are, are lifted now and mm-hmm. we're back to like what we quote unquote normal weddings but you're right last year uh was very unique and we saw so many just as a photographer who's been doing this for 18 years I saw so many fun exciting things and and you're right because you didn't have the guest counts I started seeing a lot of my couples focus in on their decor so I was seeing a lot of honestly I was seeing like like style shoots Mm -hmm. but at a real wedding exactly yeah yeah Yeah. and I I mean I think people didn't have a choice too with contracts and you know deposits and all of that so people were like let's do it because we not only because we have to but you know have you been seeing at all um, dyed flowers? Yes. <laughs> really? Tell me about this. So I used to never be a fan of dyed flowers because back in the day it would be just like those blue orchids. I don't know if you know of I them. I know exactly what you're talking about. Not yep. a fan. Uh, and they were popular back in like the early 2000s. I didn't realize that those were dyed. They're, they're dyed. I mean, because I, I don't have a floral background. I just know it's pretty. When, I didn't realize those were dyed. <laughs> when you I go thought to, they grew that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> when you go to the grocery store and you see a blue orchid, it is dyed. Um, but now they're coming up with so many amazing flowers. These growers, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what the process is. I know some of these flowers are powdered instead of, like, dyed. They're, yeah. um, they have this pretty powdered little dusting of color on them. But... They're really doing a great job. And one of the wholesalers that I buy from in Providence, they offer the most amazing selection of dyed products. And I think when it's done right, when you bring in some just natural tones and with pops of dyed, these cool dyed flowers that you don't even know are dyed, I think it makes for a really elegant look. Um, I personally don't order too many dyed flowers. A lot of my my weddings are very natural and um, I don't have a need for them right now and there's also some flowers that are really interesting that aren't dyed that have those cool colors that you think are dyed but they're not so yeah that's pretty popular right now so 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 for 
our couples who are listening in, if they just Google dyed flowers, they could kind of see what you're talking about. But you're saying this is sort of on trend right now. And you particularly have a great wholesaler that yeah. can do some fun stuff yeah. for them. Not only just flowers, but also dried elements like palm spears mm. and um, pompous grass and fun different textures that are dyed. And they offer fun pops of color throughout the event. Well, we talked about the trends, but let us in on some other secrets. What are some floral budgeting myths? This is a great one, and I'm sure there's millions, but some of the biggest ones for me and for my clients are a lot of my clients are like, okay, I just want lots of greenery, and, you know, we we want to save money and just do all greenery. Well, unfortunately, greenery is pricier than flowers. Is it really? Yeah, it, it can be. I mean, you can save money with greenery. However, when you want greenery hanging from the ceiling of your tent, when you want greenery garlands down tables, it requires a lot of labor. Or like on the chandeliers, I always see greenery Yeah, on the that's a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. But the greenery that we typically buy for that, it comes in a box and it's shipped from, it's called Southern Smilax, and it's pricey. Um, I mean, wholesale, not to drop pricing, but just for us to buy it for a case of it is $300, and that's our cost. So, and then we have to store it and make sure it's fresh. And, and then, then design labor and everything. Yeah, yeah, sometimes we have to go to the venues at 6 in the morning before the tables are put down so that we can get on these 12-foot ladders and do those chandeliers. So, greenery comes labor and um Garlands, for instance, you want a nice long garland down your 20-foot head table. Well, that's going to be several, several, several bunches of greenery. Um, And, you know, it takes hours to make those garlands. Most florists actually order from a garland company. It it takes a lot of material and time. So so budgeting myth number one is sometimes greenery is not less than flowers. Exactly. Um, Even me buying right now for certain holidays greenery is just as pricey as flowers right now interesting yeah that's another myth um so i always uh, correct me if i'm wrong i i when i i get the question often like other floors that you recommend and i always give them a list mm-hmm. um it's a short list but i give them a list because i want my couples to be able to uh, ha- have have a selection I obviously give them people that I know that are, are professional and competent and whatever, you know, with that. But as far as budget goes and style goes and personality, I want the couple to select what's right for mm-hmm. them. But I was always underneath the impression, and I could totally be wrong here, that a florist can work real with, with like a, a realistic budget for almost any budget because there are different costs for flowers. So... Is that right or wrong? Like, I mean, if somebody has a certain budget, maybe there's a certain type of flower that they can't get in that budget. If that is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, I don't really believe in that because I feel like most florists have certain minimums for certain designs. So, it. for instance, bridal bouquets. The average, you know, industry wide is between two to three hundred dollars for just your bridal bouquet. Okay. And that's because florists, they don't want to be restricted to one type of flower. They don't want to only buy the cheaper flowers because that's not really what's going to make your bouquet look like what you want. I know you have inspiration images you're collecting. Well, we can't get that look with, you know, the less expensive flowers. And I feel like a lot of flowers, they're all priced very similarly. 
like roses, garden roses, lisianthus. I mean, I don't really price my bouquets by the stem. Um, I give myself this budget because I know that is what is going to create this bouquet. And I buy mixed flowers that I can use in other arrangements too. Um, so when clients ask me, you know, can you use cheaper flowers? I'm on a budget. That's just not how I price things. Got it. I that, that's no- good to know because I, I, I'm, I'm one of them. I always would like assume that if you have a tighter budget, maybe you have to get like a different type of product, mm-hmm. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does come into play when, okay, let's say you want all orchids in your bouquet you just want is orchids more or less they are a pricier flower so you know if you want all orchids in your bouquet or if you want all um something popular is the mini calla lily bouquets Mm -hmm. well it takes like 50 stems of those to create a decent size aesthetically pleasing bouquet and those you know they can be five dollars each so it really adds up so my suggestion when you're kind of you know, looking for flowers, looking for a florist. Don't be shy to mention your budget because we're not here to get you to the max budget. We really need to know so that we can help guide you along the process so we can make suggestions. Oh, you want all orchids? Well, you know, okay, let's do that for you, but we're going to have to cut back somewhere else to accommodate that. And I'm sure you have your non-floral related items also. Of course, yeah. So we rent out a lot of products. Most of my clients don't want to purchase 200 candles. So that's an item that we have and we provide them. But we still have to come back at the end of the night. So I'm... So what time are you coming back? Probably when I'm leaving, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I come back... Um, between 11 and midnight, depending on when the event's yeah, over. When I'm leaving. <laughs> so, you know, setting up at 6, you know, staying to flip the ceremony at 5.30, then I'm back at midnight. It's a fun, you know, fun situation. But so we do come back at the end of the night um, to collect your rented items. Well, that, that you know, that involves a service charge, a higher service charge for me to come and take these items back. So... I mean, it's great for you to get rented product, but it does involve a little bit of a cost for, you know, us to come back and get it at the end of the night. Right. And then I'm sure there's another budgeting myth about flowers and repurposing them. Yes. So, I, well, sometimes you can't repurpose everything you have in your ceremony because a lot of clients are like, okay, can you bring my arbor inside and have my sweetheart table? And it really depends on the venue. Can I do this? Can we break down this arbor and set it back up? Well, we have to break it all the way down. We have to take all the flowers off of it. We have to bring it into the venue. We have to set it back up. So that's pretty much going to cost the same as doing two arbors at the end of the day. Well, that's interesting. You're right, because I do see you guys always, uh, you know, repurposing them. And I just thought that that was a great money saver. But like you're saying that you can't always do that. It does save you money in the long run, but you are going to pay a little bit of a cost for your floors to hang out at your ceremony. Mm -hmm. We're kind of, you know, behind the scenes, waiting to see when you guys walk down the aisle, making sure your guests are leaving and heading over to cocktail hour. And then we try and be as invisible as possible pick up we have to do a few trips running back and forth depending on the items um so we do charge for that service for us to stay and 
you know, bring those two ceremony arrangements to, you know, the opening doors of your reception space. It's great to repurpose your items. Um, well, Danielle, we talked a little bit about the myths and the trends of floral design. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to get down into how the floral industry was affected by COVID, but now that things are normal, mm. what's <laughs> going to happen with the floral industry? So okay. we'll take a quick break. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarazarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now let's get back to the episode. All right, we're back with Danielle Clark from Floral Fixation. So Danielle, before the break, we were talking a little bit about trends and some myths that were happening with budgeting with flowers. But now I want to kind of get into a little bit about the present day. Now that life is getting back to normal, I've actually heard that popular requested flowers are hard to come by. Mm -hmm. So I'm just curious of, you know, how has COVID affected the industry? How long will it take, do you think, for it to be rebuilt back to normality? That's such a great question because it's true. Essentially, around this time last year, events were just canceled overnight and flowers were still growing. These growers still had to cut these flowers, process them. It got so bad where no one was really ordering flowers, where I was scrolling on Instagram one night and I just watched this grower in Holland bulldozing flowers in a parking lot and setting them on fire or dumping them. And it broke my heart. It really broke my heart because they had nowhere to go and they had no choice but to do that. So, you know, across the world, these growers, they're cutting back hours. They're, you know, laying people off. They're not growing as many flowers. And it takes time for flowers to grow. There's a whole process. I don't know the process of, you know, every single flower, but you have to plant them. You have to water them. You have to tend to them. It, it could take several weeks. It could take a couple of months for these flowers to get in production. So, you know, here we are now and weddings are they're happening. They're back and the whole world is celebrating pretty much. And everyone needs flowers. And these companies are still getting back you know, they're still trying to get on their feet from how they were affected last year. So we need to be flexible. We need to, I I have certain clients that are like, hey, I want this certain rose and only this rose. Well, unfortunately, I can't promise you anything. I can promise your color palette. I will make it beautiful. You know, if you want a garden rose or say you want a peony and what if I can't get a peony for you? I'm going to give you a garden rose that looks similar to that. You're going to get a beautiful look, but you have to be understanding that the industry is just getting on their feet. So you're finding that this year in particular, because we're wide open now and last year we weren't, that you're having a, a, a tougher time getting the flowers that are in demand due to the supply. Yes. Wow. And, and that yeah. goes for vases and candles. Really? And, just everything. I mean, everyone suffered. Yeah, the product. Everything has suffered. All production. And you know, you laid off your employees. Well, they're still trying to. They have this financial burden, and they're just they're slowly hiring back people. Well, when you only have one tenth of the staff that you originally had, you can't push out as much. So it's been very. Um, it's been sad to see. Um, you know, there's 
of course, there's so many beautiful flowers and we can get our hands on gorgeous flowers, but we just have to be flexible and we have to understand that we can't we can't promise you the world. We can promise you a color palette, a style. Um, but, I but I bet you there's going to be a lot of people, too, that you, you're going to work with and you have been working with throughout the summer that maybe they were focused on one flower. But then when you showed them other options, it actually was like a blessing in disguise. Like yeah. they're like, oh, wow, I didn't even know this existed, yeah. you know. So that's a good point. So when you're working with me, I create this beautiful multi-page vision board and I show you some other flowers in your color palette. Not everyone's a master gardener, so you don't know all the flowers out there. So, you know, you might love this pretty honey golden mustard rose, but I'm going to show you that that tone comes in cool antique tones of lisianthus and other certain flowers. So, Doing that does give me some flexibility with flower choices because my clients are like, oh, my God, I didn't even know that flower existed. Like, you know, I trust you. Just work with the palette I have. That's a great tip. So maybe for our couples, they should think about maybe just offering a palette that they're looking for more than the exact flower. So that way their florist... I mean, I know you do it, but maybe they can ask their florist, whoever they're working with, to present them with other options. Mm -hmm. And if they work with you, obviously we know you do it. Yeah, I do. I spend hours doing it, actually. (laughs) It's one of the things that I really focus on um, because I feel like people are visual. They want to see what they're getting. So, Danielle, not to change the subject, but just really quickly, one of the things that Dan and I always get when we're at a wedding is we always are asked about the boutonniere, Mm -hmm. how to put it on where it goes, what side it goes. So can you set the record straight? Yes. <laughs> well, so that's something I do. I like to put on the boutonnieres. I want to make sure they're on perfectly. Um, typically when actually a wedding that we just recently did together, uh, Dan was in the room with me and I actually pinned on the boutonniere and then he's like, okay, mom, step in, pretend you're putting the boutonniere on. <laughs> and that happens at like every wedding. Um, but so the boutonniere goes on your left side and I pin it onto the lapel portion of your, you know, jacket. And sometimes there's this little buttonhole and I kind of just put it over that. But I provide two pins. I mean, I'm sure other florists, maybe they provide one, but I like to have two. So on the back, I kind of put a pin going down into the boutonniere and then up. And that helps, you know, that's pretty secure for me. I'm sure there's a few other ways people do it, but that's how I do it. You just mentioned something where a wedding that we worked together, Dan was there and you put it on the guys. And obviously then we did a mock Mm -hmm. photo of mom putting it on. But for everybody who's listening, like you said, that was great that you were there, but your florist is not always there. So please, 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 anybody who's listening, Google what Danielle's talking about, <laughs> about how to put it. Because yeah. sometimes the florist is at like the ceremony setting up and they exactly. drop the boutonnieres. Yeah. And then sometimes they are in sight. There's times where I'll offer like, okay, guys, line your jackets up. I'll pin you on before. Like I'll pin them on when they're all lined up so that, you know, lined up, they're kind of like. That's a great tip. Yeah. So I do, I'll offer that. Sometimes it doesn't always work that way, though. And if you're really nervous about it, you know, pull in your coordinator. Like, they usually are putting these on. Or sometimes your photographer knows. Like, ask, We know hey, how to do it. But... Yeah. <laughs> hey, can you help me out here? But... but I like that tip about just maybe 
one of the takeaways could be that, you know, have the guys all have their coats together lined up so that mm-hmm. way when the florist does come to drop off the boutonnieres and the bouquets, yeah, we can they can pin them. Do it. You can do and it. You know what? It makes a great photo, too. I love it. Yeah. So, Danielle, we talked about boutonnieres. Let's talk about bouquets a little bit. Uh, being a photographer, the number one thing that I'm having to always say or and, and also to, like, correct my couples, my brides, is how to hold, hold it. They usually like to hold it very high up. Mm. And I always told, tell them to hold it at their belly button. Yeah. So, um, you know, when it comes to bouquets, just like boutonnieres, there is a proper way to hold a bouquet. Uh, is there any other tips and tricks that you can tell our couples about bouquets? Yeah. Well, thank you for correcting people because there's <laughs> nothing that just, like, bothers me more when I get a pitch, some photos back and the girls have their bouquets backwards or upside down. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I tell my brides when I'm delivering and the bridesmaids, the way I wrap my bouquets, I have the pins forward. So... When you're holding your bouquet, you want to make sure your pins are facing forward. And yes, you know, hold it down to your belly button. Traditionally, bouquets were used for girls to not like fiddle with their hands going down the aisle, something, you know, to hold and keep you comfortable. Really? Is that why we had yeah. bouquets? I never knew that. So, you know, it's just kind of a calming thing to calm those nerves when you're walking down the aisle. Um, so yes, you want to have the pins facing forward or however your florist wraps the bouquets. Maybe you have long ribbons hanging. Mm-hmm. You want those to be facing forward and just kind of relax your arms, hold your bouquet for detailed shots of your bouquet. Sometimes they suggest to just tilt it just a little bit forward facing mm-hmm. the camera. But other than that, make sure, you know, the front's facing forward and you're not like, Holding it holding to your up, chin. Up chin. <laughs> and also, too, to add into that, obviously you deliver it in a vase with water. Mm-hmm. So I always tell my couples uh, to take the flo- – uh, there's, there's a – there's a happy medium. You want to keep your flowers fresh, yes. especially in the, in, the, in the peak of the summer like mm-hmm. it is right now. But also at the same time, it's wet. So you don't want the drips to be on your dress. So there is a point in time when I would say a good estimate is about half an hour before you're about to take your pictures. I always tell my couples to take their bouquet out, put a towel around it, and and just let it dry out a little bit. Maybe even more like 20 minutes. Yeah, Yeah. spot on. Yep. So I usually say, you know, bring some extra paper towels, bring some little hand rags, and just pat them off. But once you're done with those pictures, pop them right back into the water. And do it again. And do it again. You know? That's why you have to bring it for the whole day. Because like I I said, about 20 minutes before pictures, you know, get the water off, take your pictures, put it right back in the vase. Yeah, perfect. Speaking about bouquets, actually, um, do you have any tips about how to preserve them? So, yeah, that's a wonderful question. And a lot of times my clients come to me a little too late after their wedding and they're like, hey, how do I preserve this? So I do try and mention it beforehand while we're doing, you know, the booking process. But there's a company that I work with and they do a lot of acrylics and they'll make coasters out of your flowers or you'll get a fun serving tray with your bouquet in it. Uh, which I think is such a great thing. It's, that's, you know, of course. That's really cool. Yeah, it's so fun. And it's something that you'll use. And when you have guests over, it's like, that's my bouquet that your cold, sweaty beer is sitting on. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think it's fun. Another way is, of course, to just hang it upside down and let it completely dry out. You can put it in a shadow box or you can kind of cut it up and just kind of, do what you want with it. Some people press flowers onto 
paper or they'll put it in a photo album. Um, a lot of my clients will take the boutonniere and just like press it under a really heavy book and then put it in a photo album. But I'm finding the acrylic to be the best way to preserve it. And it's not going to look... Multifunctional too. Exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I'll chat with my clients about this company and and suggest you go through them because they're really awesome. I'm going to chime in too as a, a small little takeaway tip. Um, as a photographer... I love doing the detail shots when the bride is and groom is getting ready. Um, so I always ask my couples to ask their florists for some extra greenery, flowers, mm -hmm. so I can put some really beautiful details. So maybe for the listeners right now, also just on the back of your mind, if you're looking for those beautiful detail shots that you've seen with like the, the invites and the jewelry and the ribbon and all that fun stuff, that also is a collaborative with your florist. Yeah. Those beautiful flat lay shots. I yes. love those. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I actually offer those detailed shots complimentary to the vendors um, because, you know, we're working together. Mm -hmm. We want we want pretty photos and you want pretty shots. So I'll happily give some extra greenery, some loose flowers to the photographer. And we don't need much. It's no, just, you need like one a stem, handful. A handful. Exactly. You know, just to create that fun, special image. Um yeah, so we can definitely accommodate that. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about, like, what's some fun and exciting things that you have coming up. Yeah. So, you know, we all know that I started my business earlier this year. Um, so on Instagram, you know, starting last year at zero followers, we're almost to a 1,000. So we're going to be doing a fun 1K giveaway. And, Ooh. and for this giveaway, I actually did a poll on Instagram a little while back, and my I let people choose. Do you want to do a class with a group of your friends for this giveaway, or would you rather get a seasonal arrangement? So most people voted for a class. So this giveaway is going to be um, you and a group of four people. We're going to do a floral design class together. And I think that's really fun. It's really fun. You know, now that you can be with your friends and you can see other people, it's going to be a good kind of get together. So I'm happy to provide that as a fun giveaway. And you're around really pretty things. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make something really fun. Actually, um, no, it's funny. It's on a side note. I I remember a few months back. Um, Bling Fest at uh, Providence Diamond. Yeah. I follow, obviously, I follow you on Instagram, <laughs> and you saw one of my couples who was on the billboard yes. back in April. They're at Bling Fest, and I'm like looking at it, and then I see you there, and I you're like, you're there. doing all the design work and everything. Such a fun, fun, fun event. And I actually got so many great clients from that. Um, we did a fun flower bar. I did. See, that's what I wanted you yeah. to talk about. It was, it was, and I was actually thinking like, that'd be sort of cool to do at events. Yeah. I'm glad you, you mentioned this yeah. because we do offer, you know, in addition to our classes and our parties that we offer, we do flower bars. We'll stay on site. We'll wrap up bouquets. We'll make arrangements. I love it. This is such a great thing too. If you have a little bit to splurge on a, on a, gift like say your favors this could be a fun favor option after you leave head to the flower bar wrap up a little bouquet um we'll offer that service i love that so honestly like anybody listening please if i'm photographing your wedding get a flower bar <laughs> <laughs> I, I just i'm i just saw it and i just thought that's so cute for like showers yeah. or just like a, like a takeaway at a mm -hmm. wedding like it's just really it's it's wonderful it's cute it's different it's you know, it's fun. It's something exciting. People can come up and pick their flowers. And 
you know, take something home from it. I love it. Well, I could sit here all day and talk all things flowers. You really educated me. I mean, considering that I, I, you know, I see the florals, I photograph the florals, it was nice to know a little bit about what happens behind the scenes. But for my wrap-up question for you, I would love to know what are some key points that couples should be asking floral companies when they're inquiring to make sure that they are working with a professional company to ensure that their wedding day is absolutely perfect? Yeah, this is great. So... I love when my clients ask me questions. Don't be afraid to ask me questions about my policies, my team, who's coming with me to set up. On your wedding day, you want to sit back, relax, drink your mimosas, have fun. You don't want to be worrying about if your vendors, this goes for all vendors, if your vendors are doing what they're supposed to be doing. If you don't want to worry about, you know, did did Danielle show up with the flowers at the ceremony site? You want to have trust in your vendors. So ask me questions, get to know me, ask about my policy, who's coming to set up with me? Is it just me? What happens if I get sick? We'll go over all of that when booking. Um, you know, and, and you want to interview multiple florists. You want to understand your budget. You want to You want to compare different florists. You want to vibe with your florist and all your vendors. You want to make sure you have this great connection. Um, When the connection's there and when you feel comfortable, it just helps your whole day go smoother. Um, And then, you know, we talked a lot about budget. And I would say don't be afraid to mention your budget. We're not here to, you know, say your budget's $5,000. i am not here to quote you six. I really want to help you stay on track. I want to offer suggestions and I want to help you prioritize, you know, maybe your ceremony is your priority. Maybe this is your priority. Let's go through it together. Um, you know, ask your floors, hey, my, my budget's 5000 and here's my inspiration. Is this realistic? Don't be afraid to ask those questions because we're going to tell you, yes, it is or no, it's not. But here's what we can do for you. Those are a lot of great key points and takeaways. I want to thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. You helped our listeners become one step closer to their journey of a stress-free wedding process. Can you tell everyone who's listening where to find you? Yeah, well, thank you for having me. It was so fun to chat with you today. Um, So you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram is at floralfixation, and it has two N's. Someone stole the other one. (laughs) (laughs) They beat you to it. Yeah, they beat me to it. Um, And then I'm also on Facebook, same thing, um, Floral Fixation. And you can search my website. If you're looking to inquire, I have a fun, you know, form that you can submit and we'll get chatting. So feel free to email me at hello at floralfixation.com. Amazing. And what I'll also do is for everybody who's listening, I will put Danielle's information up on our episode show notes, which are always on our blog. And that's at sarahzarella.com slash podcast. You'll be able to find all of the tips and tricks that Danielle talked about today, along with her information. Well, Danielle, I want to thank you so much. I'm actually going to probably see you in a few weeks at our next wedding together. Yes. Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes, along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. 
And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, we have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.